And thank you to, for coming to another episode of the Tech That Doesn't Bite cast. It's all right. Please let the excitement run through your veins. All right. As always, I am Jeff Worden, your co-host, along with the illustrious Simon C. <laughs> please contain yourself there, Simon. Yes, it's it's yes, all right. Yes, We're only here all... for another hour. Yes. I'm very <laughs> excited. <laughs> my enthusiasm level is very high yeah it's only because i've come back i'm sure last week you're like oh thank god he's not here jeez yeah. so yeah i <laughs> do doing my think, man i don't think about you <laughs> i don't think about you I, well i don't think about you either especially when I'm having a mai tai on the beach man let's be sure about good that. so there so how you doing buddy doing all right doing all right uh how was your vacation the vacation was nice. It was not long enough to be sure. And yeah. uh, God, let me just tell you, Hawaii is really nice at this time of year. It's, was it? It wasn't even that crowded either. It was probably about 60, 70% what I've, I've seen before. So it was actually really nice not to have That's that good. many people there. And and the and the big island, thankfully, doesn't have like a whole lot of people on it anyways, unlike say Maui or Oahu. So that's always a big plus too. So zang to that so that was yeah. that was good stuff i was really happy to get out of town for a week so i just wish we had stayed there for a couple of days longer because we really were only there for like four days because like you know monday and saturday were the travel days you know and then we had to like recoup on sunday and i'm like you know so i really really got to enjoy like four days of being there ah well at least you still got some time away yes yes so that was i was happy about that i was happy about that so so yay cool Ah, while you right. were gone, the tech world was collapsing. I think I, I would imagine <laughs> it probably was, and I know there are many things we could talk about in terms of the collapse of of the the tech world. Uh, you know, we could talk about all sorts of stuff. I, mean, I was just making it dramatic. Oh, I, well, well, there's nothing wrong with being dramatic. I mean, I'm all for it. We got to draw the audience in. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so what what kind of stories have we got today, Simon? You want to when you want to start off, or shall I? I will start off. So Fire the first away, my story man. Story is, ladies and gentlemen, the get ready for it. Apple yearly conference. I can't believe it's already half a year already. Really, the worldwide developer conference for 2021 is going to be on June 7th. You know they're live streaming again, just like they did last year. And basically, this is for you software developers out there. So <laughs> you all know it's going to be iOS related, iPad OS related. The next iteration of iOS will be 15. You know, I think we're going to be looking at, you know, the next version of Mac OS, Watch OS, TV OS. And who knows, maybe somewhere hardware related, but I don't know. Because mm. they usually don't announce hardware in their software developer conference. So it's more okay. like check out our new awesome software. That <laughs> Please, for the love of God, check it out. So that's starting in June 7th. And yeah, it's going to start pretty soon. There was a little countdown in Mac Rumors page. Yeah, four days, 18 hours, and 50 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you could definitely watch it on Apple's page, on their YouTube page as well, and follow along. And it starts at 10 a.m. Uh, on Monday. Pacific nice. Standard Time. Nice. So, yeah, that just, I don't know. There's really not much to talk about because we don't know exactly what kind of stuff they'll be announcing. Well, we know, but is it going to be ex as exciting as we think it will be? No, because it's more exciting when they announce hardware more than the software. That's my opinion. 
I, I would go with that because you always got some new toys you want to play with. That's supposed to be, hey, software upgrades, which, you know, I've I've got software upgrade to talk about with Firefox, but I'll get to that later on because eh, whatever. Anyway, so, yeah, it's <laughs> so, yeah, but I, I yeah, I can't imagine like Apple software being that exciting. I mean, unless it actually like moves better or is faster, or is more efficient or, you know, doesn't use as many resources. So it, it could do other things. Yeah, but hardware is always fun because you got new toys to play I mean, with. You that's know, why so it's, that, it's Worldwide Developers Conference. Right. It's really aim for right. developers. So the devs, man. Yeah, the they don't devs. call this the Worldwide Consumer Conference. True, <laughs> true, true. Yeah, that so, is entirely true. So it's definitely yeah, geared towards developers. Right. And let me just give a shout out to, to devs as a whole because God knows they, they work way too hard for their own good and don't get paid enough. I'll just leave it yeah. at that. Because So mad, mad props to all you guys out there who who burn the midnight oil coding away and you know bring it you know making the world hopefully a better place you know at least trying to yeah i mean I, I'm that, that's sure all i'd say about it yeah, I, I i i'm not much of a developer myself i mean i i don't i don't you know code that well but yeah i i, I get it i do get it though all right so our next story speaking of uh software a little redesign <sighs> yeah yeah oh, god right okay. on ahead Firefox. Okay, so Firefox has uh, chosen, it has launched a redesign yesterday. They did, or I'm sorry, the day before yesterday. Mm -hmm. And at least based on this article I read, there were only two real big things that occurred with this. So, Simon, here's what I'm going to have you do. So, you got the article up there, right? Yeah. So, let me have you click on the Verge picture. There should be like an orangish Verge picture there. If you, if you can grab that and click on that to enlarge it there. Yeah, I do. All right, you got to scroll down and click on it. It should just pop right up there unless it's, yeah, scroll down and click on that Verge pitch right there. You just, it'll should come right front of the screen there if it, if the camera allows that. Perfect, okay. So you look across the top there. The first thing you're going to notice is bigger floating tabs. Oh my God. Simon, I'm no. not going to lie to you. I've never been more underwhelmed in my life. <laughs> I swear to God, I, I mean, I mean, obviously our, our audio listeners aren't going to be able to see this, but if you're a Firefox user, you know, if you're, you're, you know, you're an old goat like myself who, you know, has played with seen numerous incarnations of browsers in, in the course of your life, this is just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, kind so, of. I mean, <laughs> you know. I, I mean, for me, it's like, okay, a lot, I guess some of the complaints that have gone on about it is that there's like marginally less vertical space involved with, which is true, it's, but it's not the end of the world. So it, it's a bigger tab. It's a little longer. You know, you're losing, I, by my guesstimate, it's about five pixels in height. Big freaking deal. You know, the, the one thing I, I will give it in, in fiddling around with this myself, it did actually update my Firefox to... Let me share it with everyone. I have it right. right here. Oh, you do? Fab. Okay. Yeah. So... So the one thing I I will grant that you that that gives it some redeeming value to this floating tab thing is that you can move the tabs around back and forth. You can shift it from one position to another, and it doesn't take the entire window when you do it. In the old version, it actually takes the entire window when you shift it around like that. Um, but in this case, it it just floats around, which I'll give it a, it it's okay. Big freaking deal is all I got to say about that. Uh, the the thing that it reminded me was as I was kind of fiddling with it, this this feature actually reminds me of the redesign of the 1995 Mustang, and that Ford had basically had, had bubbled everything out. It no longer had any sharp lines that you would expect a Mustang to have. It's all just right. poof, it just bubbled out. It's like oh look, it's like a big you know big bubble wrap car. It, it really was. It just wasn't very pretty anymore. This this kind of feels that way. It's like oh look, Bob. I'm like. Whatever, it man. Is, it is kind of strange. Floating tabs. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, me personally, I don't see the valor in it. I mean, maybe some people are like, oh my God, this is oh, God's gift of programming. And I, I I don't see it. Um, I would love to hear somebody else's viewpoint on this personally if they really are a big fan of it. I, I don't see it. And um I, I the only thing I, I, I see it is like, oh, you know, oh crap, my boss is coming. I better mix something. You know, and it's it's basically like, oh crap, he's just trying to look busy. This is what he came up with. And and somehow they, they're like, yeah, you know, we should totally put this in the new update. It's like, dude, I was kidding. Are you really you gotta do that? I mean I it's, not big, it's not a it's big it's not deal. a big deal. Big deal. I mean it's for not me, a big deal. For me, I rather like 
have fixed performance issues or things like that. Well, it's more important than aesthetics, in my opinion. I, I, go, I completely Sometimes. agree with you. I, I completely, well, no, 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 no. You, you have a good point. Now, the other thing that this article touched on, and I'll actually get onto the performance thing in a moment there. Now, the other feature that was cleaned up out of this was actually the application menu on the far right side. Um, it definitely is a lot cleaner, um, and it's more simple, and it's easy to use. Uh, and it's possible that maybe I'll actually start using it more often because I frankly don't use it. I, it's not something I usually go into unless I really absolutely have to. And for me, it's like the the add-on and themes option is actually where I, I go to use it. Right. But I don't go in there that often. I, I don't have a reason to. It's like, okay, I updated my theme or maybe I added like a plug in here and there. And I don't use very many. And um, I'm like, okay, that's it. And I don't, And I never go back. Because anytime I need to open a new tab, I hit the plus sign. If I want to open a private tab, you know, maybe I'll look up what I have to open. You know, but it 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 I I don't need the application menu at least for my purposes. Maybe the people are very dependent on it. I'm not one of them. But it is a lot cleaner now. I I will give I will give it that. It definitely is a lot cleaner there. Um, but with this update, uh, I have found, at least for me, it seems that um that it seems to load up faster when you click on when you click to open firefox it just kind of snaps in a lot faster at least for me it does uh, i wouldn't say significantly amount but it, it just seemed to kind of jump in and bam it was ready to go and i'm like oh I don't know, they every version they come out it's always say it's faster it's faster but it still feels the well, same man. that could just be the marketing people lying yeah. to you and that's to be expected because you know they're marketing people when they lie to you but <laughs> but but this time i this this for me felt like it was faster that it actually did perform a little better. It popped things up, I'd say, a good 10%, maybe 15% faster. I was actually a little surprised by that. Um, okay. So it's possible they actually might have gone through and removed some of the, some of the, bloat, the bloat of you know, software they had in there that made it slower to load up. Uh, but but the one thing that that still bothers me, and I, I, and I guess nobody's really commented on this, or maybe it's just my personal experience, is that they haven't fixed the shortcuts page. Now, if, if you're not familiar with the shortcuts page, is basically when you click on the plus side, it should give you like a grid of boxes that you can um, um, click on or customize to different places that you go. Kind of like a favorites page, but it's like your home, but it becomes your home page or at least your new tab page when you pop it open if you want to go somewhere quickly. Um, they read, they did do a little redesign on it. It's nice, whatever, but the custom images still don't come up. You can actually go in and actually say, okay, here is an image I want to use to pop it. Say like Facebook, you got you got like their F logo, you got Twitter, you have the little bird logo or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, but what what's kind of but the but if you add in like a link, a direct link to where an image is, it still doesn't load that. It still comes up blank. Oh. And you know it, it's really kind of goofy. And it's like okay, so there's so you when you customize something, you still have to point to a web image you can't just do it locally from your hard drive and which is kind of dumb and i'm like well why not be able to do it locally so if you have like a little folder where you keep all the stuff and boom you've got all your shortcuts and it's the way you want it to look right i mean if you want the facebook logo maybe a different one you want to use or whatever it is it, you could use that instead of whatever by default comes up for facebook but if a given website doesn't give a logo it either comes up blank or it will, um, it'll come up with just this block letter uh, that's a different color, and that's all it is. It's completely nondescript. Mm. It, it, it's just dumb, and I'm like, why not? I mean, it, it's it, 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 unfortunately I don't even know where it's pulling the image from. So, like, so if the Facebook F comes up, where is that pulling it from? Where you know where specifically is it pulling it from? So I can direct it to. You know, that I can customize to have it go to that spot to pull up a logo if there is one. But you know, I, I got so frustrated trying to figure it out, trying to fix it. I said, screw it. So I just made my own web page in HTML, got my own logos that'll folder somewhere. Boom. And it looks exactly the way I want it to. I'm like, just I just made my own web page and that's my home page now. So boom, boom, boom. I've made my own shortcuts page. So that's just me. <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, I mean, if, if Firefox isn't gonna do it. I might as well do it to solve that problem. So there you yeah. have it. Yeah, sometimes you gotta do it your way. Do it your damn self. That, yeah, that's the word. Much. That's the phrase you just do it your damn self. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. And you know, I, it's good that Firefox still around. You know, but I, I wish that 
I remember the days when they were like the number one web browser. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, no, that's but, true. They, they, they were, they were the hot new kid on the hit kid on the block. They were, yeah, you know, they were, they were hot. They falling but... down so bad. Well, yeah, because they, uh, I think they let their guard down a little bit. But maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe, or they're just more prepared for the onslaught that is Google Chrome. And yeah. oh God, geez, I, you no, know, Chrome. I, I guess I got nothing but nice things to really say about Chrome in and of itself, apart from the fact that when you log in, they own you. But that, that's a whole other, that's a whole other discussion right there. Oh yeah, that's that's just that's just my take on it. Well, if you have a Gmail account, they already own you. That's exactly true. So so it doesn't matter either you use Chrome or not. You have exactly already owned. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, I mean, I I would switch back to Firefox if they fix their their mobile version of it. It's not that good. Oh, you know what? I've never actually used the mobile version of Firefox. I mean, I I guess I could probably find it somewhere. I don't like had to. Yeah, really that bad. Compared to the other mobile browsers on iOS, like, you know, they have <clears throat> Chrome is one of them. Right. You know, there's Safari, there's Edge, and there's Firefox. There's also other ones too, like Brave, which is basically a Chromium-based web browser. Right, for, right. More for private security. But, you know, out of all the ones that I don't use, two of them I don't use, I don't use Safari. Yeah, I never. Well, who who does they they stop they stop making that one or stop developing it like years ago as I recall they you know can't really get an update for Safari or am I mistaken about that because You're I about that. am I because I I haven't seen like any big up maybe I'm thinking of Safari maybe I'm thinking of Safari for Windows and that yes, might be, be no, part. That's, that. that's what I'm thinking of. yeah they okay. kill that they don't care about that anymore but you know most iOS users will use Safari right and that's fine I mean I I just I just can't deal with it because. Every time I try to switch to it, it's like, oh, this this browser just sucks. I'm like, I, I can't do it. You know? And I have um, multiple Macs, people. Okay, I'm a Mac user. Right? Yeah. No, I I, I, I would like if you guys like it, fine, that's cool. But I I despise it. I hate it. Right? I can't stand it. Right? If you like it, that's fine. But you're wrong. And you know, when, I, when no, I mean that's perfectly fine. But when I install a brand fresh version of Mac OS, the only, the only one reason I have Safari on it in it is because it's in there. But I only use it to to download other web browsers. Oh, just like <laughs> just like you do with Internet Explorer. Yeah, exactly. I, I, to, I totally get it. Exactly. I totally get that, that. That is my reason why I don't like Safari. Nice. Okay. Or the All only right. time I use it was to use Apple Pay. Okay. If I, you know, if I need to use it. You know, right, right. But only if a store takes it. So right. if it doesn't, then I don't so I don't even use Chrome. You know, I use Edge. Right. Yeah, I use Microsoft Edge, and yeah, you guys could it's like, oh, you, why are you using that crappy browser? It's not as crappy as you think it is. All right? <laughs> I like using crap. Shut up. <laughs> it, it's, no, it's, you know, it's better. It, like, it does better in terms of like memory usage. Okay. Not like Chrome, where you open one tab and it like sucks like eighty percent of your memory or something. Well, no, I, I mean <laughs> Fire, so Firefox is Firefox is the same way. You could open up the browser. And it's already got like nine sessions of it running in the background, yeah. you know, which I'm just like, Jesus, are you kidding me? I mean, it's like, you know, cut it down to like four or something like that. Yeah. At least it's not, oh my God. But, you know, but if you're trying to get, if you're going to browse the web quickly, perhaps you need that many threads to download the data. I mean, however that works, I, I, I'm not savvy enough with, with yeah. browsers and how it works in that regard. But if you want a quick performance, my presumption is that, you need the multi-thread type setup so that it will pull as much data in as possible to bring the website up quickly. Yeah, I just, I just feel like the mobile version of Firefox is just lacking. Okay. And it's it really lacks behind the mobile version of Chrome or Microsoft Edge. Okay, okay. I have Edge on my, on my iOS devices because it just works well. Right. I like it. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to try Firefox on my phone then just to see if the, if the Android version actually blows or not just for, just for kicks. Know. I, know yeah, I, 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 I don't either. So I, I, I'll, I'll get back to you about it. I, I'm I get back to that because I don't like it. Extraordinarily curious about that. Yeah. Extraordinarily curious about that. All right. What's next on our agenda, Simon? What do we got here? What well, else? Speaking of something that sucks. <laughs> Vacuum cleaners? <laughs> no. <laughs> so if you guys are Google Photos users, yeah. the day of free unlimited storage is already dead. That's not good. So on June 1st, 
No, you're watching this already, then that it's already it's already done deal. Yep, today is the third. Is that right? Yeah. If you've been using Google Photos before June first of 2021, then any photos that you have uploaded to Google Photos has never counted towards your storage space for your Google. Oh wow. Huh. And by default, all Google accounts start off with 15 gigs. So that includes, you know, 15 gigs for everything in your Google services. That includes your email, uh, your stuff on Google Drive, anything you upload on yourself. So, hmm. but when Google Photos first started, it was basically you could upload all your pictures for free. Yeah. You know, the only downside is they just compress it down. You know, but you are able to upload raw footage or raw photos right. that get count towards your space. Mm -hmm. But if you have like compressed images, then it doesn't count. And I think sometime around last year they announced that hey, we're gonna end that free program now. So <sighs> well, you know, if you haven't uploaded all your photos yet, then if you don't do it by June first, then everything else. So everything, every upload that you start on. June 1st, it mm. counts towards your storage. That's going to fill up real fast for a lot yeah, of people. A lot of for people. sure, for sure. So, well, I mean, I, I can't uh, blame Google necessarily for that. I mean, I mean, I would bet there is a horrific, gargantuan amount of photos and data that Google essentially is holding for free, for lack of a better term. I mean, I can't even imagine just like, just, just, just the vast amount of pictures i mean think about it there's a bit i mean you think of like all the social media photographs since it started up till now how much how many photos and video there are yeah of all the you know for, for the past bunch of years since google photos came out till now i mean good god i can't even think of the sheer server level that has to be maintained just to hold on to all that stuff and, and not not break down either for that matter. I've never heard of like Google photos breaking down or anything like that. I mean, I mean they got so much money that it shouldn't, but damn, you know, that that's, that's a lot. So they're going to start charging money and you only get 15 gigs. Eh, you know, I, I get it. Ugh, that, it, it I, maybe it should be a higher number, but still, no, you still no, got it. No, no, no. The 15 gigs is with the free account. Oh, so now, so anything over, you got to pay for it then. Yeah. Oh, well, so everyone that signs up for a Google account, your Google account, that's your Gmail, your, uh, your Gmail, your Google Docs, your Google Drive. That's all 15 gigs right there. Oh, everything right, counts well. for that. Hmm. Hmm. So if you want more storage, you, I think they're called Google Cloud now or something Probably. Like yeah. Yeah. So you'll pay, you'll pay more for your storage. So great. Well, so this PC uh, mag article gives you seven alternatives. <laughs> the first one is. Flickers don't use unlimited, it. <laughs> yeah, Flickers don't unlimited paid plan. Mm. So if you want to pay for it, then go to Flickr or just doesn't say how much it is. Just out of curiosity, did, did uh, price? $59.99 per year. Oh dang. Okay. So next well, one, if you're a Microsoft Office user, just use OneDrive. Oh, okay. There you go. So they have a subscription for it's $99 per year, but it has like one terabyte storage. Hmm. So, oh, wait, hey, you get six one terabyte allotments. Oh, wow. For a Microsoft 365 subscription for $99 per year, a single one terabyte account costs $69.99 per year. Huh? Yeah. So OneDrive might be a good option. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like you got to pony up for the hundred dollars a year just to ensure that you got like loads of space. If you require six terabytes of space, I mean, there, there's that one terabyte. Well, you, well, you said there were six slots, six terabyte slots. Did I mis misunderstand that or six one terabyte slots? Yeah, I think you get a six one terabyte allotment for a Microsoft 365 subscription for ninety nine dollars per year. I'm not really sure what kind of options they have, but that's okay. Maybe that's like a like a family group, maybe. Right. Okay. I just want to make sure I, I, I heard. I, okay. I just want to make sure I, I, I thought you said six, it sounded like six, one terabyte allotments, which is, yeah, which actually makes more sense to be like a family group or something. Yeah. Okay. Go on, go on. All right. So next one, if you're an Apple user, iCloud. Nay. You know, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, you know, whatever about Apple. <laughs> you could, you know, if you're an iCloud user, obviously, you no, know, their free account is worse than Google's because it's, it's a 
crappy, lousy five gigs. Ugh, so, you know, so, <laughs> so this is how a, are they still in business? My God. Oh, right. The app store. That's a whole other yeah. thing. Anyways, go on. <laughs> uh, obviously you can pay more. Right. No. If you're a, if you're a prime member for Amazon, use Amazon photos. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. And note with this plan, it's that you get unlimited photo storage, but only five gigabytes for videos. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Huh. Hmm. Okay. I can see. A, I can see that being a bit problematic for some people. All right. If All you're right. a serious photographer, use Adobe Lightroom. Hmm. At nine 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 per month, it's more expensive than the other options, but an Adobe Lightroom subscription brings you a state of art photo editing tools in addition to a terabyte of cloud storage. Hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of variety, people. But yeah, into yeah, of money. Well, if you're a photographer or videographer, then obviously you could write that stuff off as a business expense. So, so the money is incidental in some cases, because you can write it off. But your average guy like you and me, you know, if we just have, if we just you know have like loads of video or or pictures of whatever, yeah, want to share with someone, right? Right. Yeah. It's not something we go around sharing with other people. Or it's like yeah, every once in a while we pull something up and do a family album or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's uh, that's an expensive option to go through. Huh. Yeah. I don't know. I have to think about that. I have to think about those options. Yeah. I think Thankfully, I don't have a lot to put up there, so yeah. I guess I'm okay. I'm, like, no, I'm not sharing. You, I'm not sharing my photos with you anymore. Like, screw it. Well, <laughs> I see it. You you drive your ass down here, and I'll show it to you on the phone. Exactly. I'll, I'll print some out on a sheet of paper. I'll throw it to yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> that might be cheaper now. Right. Right. But but I'm not gonna lie to you. You, you know the the uh, printer ink slash unicorn blood. It's really very expensive after a while. Or so go go to like Office Depot and maybe they'll print it out for you. Well, for a large fee, yeah. Which unfortunately, then you go to Office Depot, you buy more ink. Well, here's what you do. Here's what you do. Yeah. All your pictures, you edit them down into one sheet of collage, and you just print out <laughs> one piece of paper. <laughs> oh, these are lovely. I can't see it. Can you yeah. put some more pixels on this? I can't really see yeah. it. And then tell your friends, say, "Hey, you have a magnifying glass? Cool. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Problem solved. Exactly. And if you want to put up a little extra money, put it on actual photo sheet paper so you can print it out on, on photo quality pictures. There. No, no, no. Quality. Use regular paper. Just regular paper. Yeah. Well, if you feel like fancy, you want to put a few extra pennies to get the photo quality. Right. Paper. You see the picture? That's all they need, right? Yeah. Right. Well, maybe you want the little glossy. You know how, how photos no. are the little glossy. No. no well, no. that that would be you, Simon. No. <laughs> Me, uh, I could put up a couple pennies for some photo paper. So all <laughs> we're just recommending you other alternatives, okay? So you don't have to pay <laughs> monthly for these cloud subscriptions. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Next up. All right. The Ring Flying Security Cam. Yes, the Ring. The, it's called I, the. the I remember ring. you mentioned this story a while back ago, wasn't it? Uh, no, no, but well, they. I I had actually upgraded my doorbell for sure, and it's been, it's it's really fantastic. The the quality of the video is is like night and day. But this is actually something completely different, which I hadn't even heard about. That I saw this, I'm like, oh, this looks really cool. Oh, well, it's not fantastic. Or at least at least the the guy who did the review for it. I guess he didn't even have one. So he, he, as he read about the specs, kind of read about what it's able to do, and then it made made like some assertions of what would make it better and what it shouldn't do. So for those who are listening, we're talking about Ring's flying security cam. Right. It's actually called the Ring Always Home Cam. So, and the idea is that, no, it, it's really goofy. It's always home. It, so. It's always home. It's an indoor security camera. Now, me personally, I don't really wholly see the valor to indoor security cameras unless you're like in a warehouse. In your house, I I mean, unless I, I can see it if you if you have like a small hallway where that's to a door that leads to the outside. So if somebody breaks into the door, you you'll see him there. I mean, that that does make some sense, but I I don't know. I but that that's just me. I guess it depends on what your house is. Yeah, I I don't have anything like that that would seem to warrant it, as far as I would figure. But whatever about that. Um. But the 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 reviewer was talking about this device. Now, this device, as near as I could tell, is is a two by two inch uh, propeller setup with a three inch vertical camera device. On so it. dangerous. It, it well, it can be. Well, it it's got plastic. <laughs> it has plastic guards around it, so it's not totally unsafe for people with long hair. But uh, but okay, so. Now the thing is, is it's like okay. Let, let's see what I've got here. Let me look my notes over. All right, so um, 
Okay, so you you can connect this device, this flying device, to your Ring app, as you might expect. It does what you need to do. You can watch live, you know, watch it live just like you can with your doorbell. Uh, it can record video and all that good stuff. So that's really cool in a lot of the ways that what are the things it can do. You cannot fly it manually. Okay, you can't. It's not like a like an actual drone or remote control plane Darn. where you can zip it all over the. <laughs> all over the house or have a carry like a water balloon that drop it on your sister or something like that you can't do that um but that's how the amazon got hey drop it <laughs> off here i did not <laughs> say over there i say here right well the, the, instructions. The, <laughs> the, the biggest issue it seems in in regards to that um at least as the reviewer put it which i thought was a good point is that there have been various hacking issues that actually go on with the ring doorbell yeah, and it's I've heard about that recently. And Very. and right, and they, they gain access to the security camera, which means that if they get access to the drone, and I'll just call it a drone, I should call it like you know, the, the uh, home camera, whatever. But this drone camera, they would then be able to see the inside of your house. Or God forbid, if you're just you know happen to leave the bedroom door open, you're getting dressed, you know, you got all sorts of issues that go on here. So that that's kind of a big one. Uh so you definitely don't want to have that. So I, I and I'm inclined to agree that yeah that's probably not. Do a they not idea. have two step, uh, two factor authentication? Well, if you're linked, well, I guess that's it because when you have the Ring app, you log in with your account, and if your password happens to be easy to guess or something dumb like that, then it it uh, obviously you can you you can log in, or I guess the software in and of itself isn't secure enough that, that a hacker can find some backdoor to get in to use utilize. Does it. does Ring itself like the Ring account login? Do they have a way to do two FA? Uh, no, they do not. Come on, uh, or 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 at least as I I have not used it that way, uh, because anytime I bring up my Ring app, it doesn't ask me for any additional thing. It just I'm already in. So I'll, I'll answer no to that question unless I'm actually wrong. But I'm going to answer no to that question. It doesn't it compel me to to well, relog. I in. mean, no, I'll give Ring not too much flack about it because ADT doesn't do it either. So all right, all right. Well, so the, and there's that too. All right, all right. So, so all right. So a, so apart a from security some, system with no two FA, like what? Are these right, I, I know. Like, yeah, what are they like, doing? <laughs> like, got a security system you're running here? Uh, Mickey Mouse one? No, but seriously, <laughs> we won't get into that either. Yeah. No. Sorry, Mr. Mouse. Anyways, the <laughs> all right. So apart from the security issues and the hacker issues that that can occur with this, there are a few things that can be done to improve the device, or at least as the reviewer feels that that can be done here. One of which would be able to respond to unusual sounds as well as differentiate the sounds themselves. For example, like breaking glass versus uh, footsteps inside the house because you stepped on some Legos. So it, it's sort of like, it's like, okay, the, the device hears breaking glass. It gets up, it goes investigate yeah. kind of thing. As opposed to you coming out of your bedroom with a baseball bat wondering what the hell it was. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> right? It, it should do that. So at least then you could say, you could... From the safety of your room, pull up your phone, see what the camera says. You know, it's, it's already in theory on its way trying to figure out what happened. So I, I, I can see some valor with that. Um, and supposedly there is technology that it can, uh, um, at least the doorbells can differentiate between a person and between a package, as well as uh, differentiate between human footsteps and animal footsteps. Right. So that that so there is some of that, and that's like another point. There's some of that that smart technology already available within the Ring realm that does that. So you add that sort of a bump, things that go bump of the night factor for this this webcam, this drone camera, so that it can go and investigate these things. So so yeah, I know it, it's it's like a, again, a, it's like a detective in our home. Private detective. We're yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, right. Puts on a little, you know, puts on a trench coat, puts on a hat, you know, a little film noir kind of voice. Or yeah, it was dark in the house, and I went to go check out the broken glass. You know, and <laughs> there were long shards, like long, you know, slants of rain in the night. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> my film noir is not very good. I got, I have to work on that. All right. One thing that, that that would be kind of cool, I guess, that this camera could do, and and, and the guy wasn't able to test this was that it doesn't go upstairs which might seem kind of silly given that it's it yeah, flies, well right, right right it flies so why wouldn't it do it 
But it if flies, it's always but it has problem with stairs, that doesn't right? Matter. <laughs> oh, I'm, so, I'm so scared. I'm scared. Right. Why? Well, yeah. You got this this drone, right? That Wait a minute. You can feel. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a drone that only sees X and Y, but there's no Z. I, I I really I don't know, but I mean the, the sense the reviewer couldn't test this. That like, he's saying that if he ever gets one, he's going to try this. But the 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 propaganda or the marketing information in regards to the always home cam says that it works on a single floor and it follows a predetermined path, which means that in order to do this, you 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 lift the camera out of a of a spot. I guess you put it like in record mode or whatever. You mm -hmm. lift the camera out of a spot. You then walk around the house with it so that it knows where it can fly. Okay, so you walk around the house with where it's going to fly. You know, maybe have a pause in a room, have a look oh, around, right? It, well, it, it it's kind of like maybe with with the with the Roomba, it kind of does the same thing. Although it figures it out on its own, it bumps into things, it kind of figures it out. You have to do you have to do this manually with, with the cat with with the the drone. So you go into you know each of the rooms, or you just go in the hallway, you look around, come around, have a search all around your house, and then you put it back so That's that it knows. Creepy. Well, it can be, yes. As you could just literally take it to your neighbors and scan around. <laughs> Wouldn't that please. be something? Yeah. Well, yeah. if you have an open, if you have an open window for it, you're absolutely right. Yeah, I'm gonna go watch my neighbors now. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Granted, if it's based on a Wi-Fi signal, it may not reach that. I mean, unless your 2.4 gigahertz signal is really that strong and it can reach your neighbor, but that's that's a whole run, other. Around 2.4 or five gigahertz. Uh, it did not say. It didn't say. Most so, likely but, five. So. Well, the well the five is within the it's usually within the house. It's much shorter. The two point four goes further, and usually can go through walls too, or at least a little better. So, in theory, you could actually reach your neighbor's house with it. So, no, this is this is crazy, no. right? I know, right? No, but, but that that's just what it does. Uh, but the other part of it is that because you're you've got this predetermined path that you're making for it, it doesn't have the option to uh, uh, to get out of your way. It doesn't have like like a crash deterrent type of technology or oh, bumped into the, oh there's an object in my way I better move out better move aside. So if you got long hair, you're screwed because you're gonna bump into things. It's gonna get all tangled and you're just beyond screwed. <laughs> so that that's a problem. I'm like okay yeah I can see that that might be an important thing to have so you can be able to go upstairs <laughs> and and not bump into things or you know or be able to kind of uh, customize where you want it to go if you want to check stuff. So nice. right, Hello? what's wrong? My my security camera's chasing me. <laughs> yeah, right. It's this after me. Oh uh, yeah, it seems to be watching my daughter, and I don't appreciate that. Like, no, no, we're making sure she's secure. Really? Yeah, whatever. Sounds like All a right. horror movie I'm making. I, I know, right? Security cam. <laughs> Danger will Robinson. All right. So all right. So lastly, the, the reviewer felt that by default, instead of opting into this thing, that there should be end-to-end -end encryption turned on for for the videos or at least for for the device itself so if you're going to share a video from the camera itself or from the 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 uh the, the drone itself it should at the very least be secured be, be have encryption turned on for oh, it yeah. by default I mean, absolutely well you act for some some ring devices some actually don't have it some ring devices you actually have to opt into it okay so is it why easy is that to opt in uh, you know, offhand, I don't know. I'm inclined to answer yes. It's probably just a switch you got to find within your settings. I actually don't know I don't where. Know it is. Why? Why wouldn't it be opt in? Like, why is it not just automatic? You would think uh, that you, would make sense. For for all we know, some lawyer thought it'd be better to to let people choose for themselves how they want to do it. I I would almost put money that way. It, it's dumb. I mean, I, I'm not tech savvy, but most people are not. See, so, yeah, see, you, you get my point. Well, I mean, thanks for letting me know because you know we're just about to install the ring doorbells in our house. Right. Well, definitely look through your settings. I, look for I any kind know, of you know, yeah. You, well, now you do. Definitely turn on any kind of encryption option that within the settings. I'm assuming it's within the settings. I couldn't tell you where it is offhand. So, poke through, look through the manual, whatever it is. Definitely look for the encryption option and turn that crap on. So, definitely you want to do that. Um, but the other part of it is that. The reviewer felt that you should not, under almost under virtually no circumstances, be able to share videos with from the drone camera, because the last thing you want to do, because I guess this has happened before, where you accidentally share video, in this case, of the inside of your house publicly, to you know to various ring forums that are actually out there, and I'm like, <laughs> well, I I can only guess that with with, with the doorbell. When you use the doorbell, you could share your video. You could actually post it in ring forums 
they actually show a video of you know what, what maybe what you yeah. know some burglar I, might I remember, look like. Yeah, or, and you mentioned that before in your review. Right, right. And I showed you a clip of what it looks like so you can see what it is and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, there's you know loads of clips. Someone stole right. Yeah, it, it, was, it was so good. I, I do <laughs> licking doorbells. I, I don't even want to talk about it. Anyways, the 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 the, the these videos. Um, have the ability to be shared and they could be shared within the ring neighborhood watch forums, which these forums are. <sighs> it's, it's hard to really put into words what these forums actually are. These forums are like, Oh my God, did you hear a dog barking? What do you think the dog is barking for? Or, Oh my God, there's somebody walked by. Would you think he might be a porch pirate? I mean, Holy crap, dude, get a lot of panic. Well, well, usually without justification or they're so lonely they don't know what they're doing oh my god i spotted a coyote well yeah you know it's just uh. so is it, there a way to opt out from the community <laughs> well you don't have to join it i mean you, okay you, you you can you can i think it allows you to to see into it i'm trying to think if you could opt out of it but i think it does provide notifications of stuff that's going on around the neighborhood. And I have mine turned on because frankly, you just don't know. It is entirely possible that you might get a legit porch pirate or robber or something like that. Like I said, I've had my neighbors get broken into mm -hmm. and had my camera actually picked up anything from over there, which it wouldn't have anyways, but had it picked up something, it could have helped the cops out. And I could have shared that video better with the cops, which you know I did, but the video was so poor quality and it was actually the wrong car anyways. But, it, it it just wasn't all that helpful. So now, the so the doorbell cameras are are good in that you can share it with the cops with relative ease. You don't want that relative ease with your indoor camera stuff because you know you don't want people poking around your house. That 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 being the, the the thing about it. So that's that's really the 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 big part that he was going on about was ensuring the privacy of your home, um, and have and not having strangers see the inside of your house that that was kind of the kind of the big thing he was going on about in terms of, okay, of, of so sense. i mean there, there's some valor to it or if you're going to share your video it needs to be a really really hard process to do it instead of like oh share enter and you know <laughs> boom everybody can see it you don't want that so that's that's just my take on it you don't want that no a lot of people want that hopefully right. they know not to you know yeah yeah not let's to do let's, that yeah, let, let's I mean, go with that. They might accidentally have done it. Right. You just don't know. Right. Well, let, let's let's go with that. I hope people know better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who are we kidding? I, I've been a tech support long enough to know that that's that's not the case. As I as I I've always know. said. Well, no, no. I as mean, no, 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 not not everyone. You know. Well, like, but you know, not every. Like I said, not everyone's tech savvy. But you know, at the true. same time, these no company has designed their interfaces. They don't exactly make it easy for end consumers to break it down. Mm -hmm. you know so that's true that's entirely true but if it's one yeah. thing i i've they learned you know and consumers don't speak ring language no that, no no that, that's true there, there, there's always there's always a communication gap which is basically where tech support steps in if it's one thing i've learned in all the years that i've done technical support is that nothing can be made so foolproof that they can't find a better fool and, and time and again anytime something has changed or upgraded or whatever there's always somebody's like, I have no idea what's going on. What did you it guys happens. do? I don't get it. You know, and and no matter how simple you might make it, somebody doesn't understand it. Mm -hmm. And arguably, it's vice versa. You may make it so complicated that, that nobody wants to use the software. So there's a there's a balance uh, that you have yeah. to strike somehow. Yeah. A very big learning curve sometimes. Yeah. So now, apart from all that, the device itself is supposed to be available this year. They don't have a date on it. It's not available on the Ring.com website yet. Um, the reviewer felt that sometime in fall it might be available, uh, but I'm kind of curious about it myself. I, I, I want to see, you know, how much it's going to run for. I have no idea how much it's actually going to cost. Hey, if, it, if it's affordable, we could probably. Hey, you and I could do it. We yeah. could have a really good time. We'll test I, it at your house. <laughs> show, show, show you the inside of my house. It'll be hilarious. Not going to do that. But <laughs> well, ring, ring, air, air drove fight off. Exactly. Like, oh, right. Wait, this is not it. It's like, this, this that is really, not what it's you, you and I would, would go and go to battle with, with air drones. That would be hilarious. I love it. Yeah. But it's not what it's designed for, right? God, that would be so funny. Pew, 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 pew. Then like, <laughs> we share with the community. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Then we'll share with the community. Then we'll like add our own soundtrack. And oh, my God, it's hilarious. All right. So, yeah, so there's no date when it's going to be available. No idea how much it'll cost. I mean, if I had to guess, if it's anything like the other Ring devices, it's probably going to run at least 
two to three hundred dollars. It probably wouldn't surprise me if it hit four. So I, I I'll go that far. I don't know. We'll keep you posted for sure. So there you have it. There the have it. ring, uh, always home cam slash ring drone, indoor drone. So there you go. <laughs> All right, we got one more story. Bring it. Let's hear it, man. And the last story of the day, which came okay. out a week before, uh, we weren't able to cover it because Mr. Warren here was on vacation. But I wanted to bring something very interesting. And it's for everyone that has an M1 Mac and kind of hoping one day that Microsoft will let everyone, consumers, get the proper license to install Windows 10 on their M1 Mac. Oh, natively okay. and also oh. virtually as well hmm. so on this digital digital trends website you know i think there's more speculative than you know confirmation but it's just seeing a pattern so microsoft goes all in on windows 10 on arm with its target set on the m1 max just as apple did almost a year ago with the arm-based m1 chips Microsoft is getting ready to finally dive into ARM-based architecture. Mm. About time. Yeah. yeah. Today at, at its annual Build Developer Conference, the company detailed new ways for developers to port their apps to ARM-based PCs like Surface Pro X. Now, at the forefront of those plans is a new Snapdragon developer, developer kit. So the developer kit is similar. Kind of think of it like how Apple offer a developer kit. When, when they first announced that, hey, we're moving to our own processors, you know, start import, you know, writing apps for our new processor. So you need you need the ARM-based Mac. So here's a developer kit. You could buy mm -hmm. and purchase, borrow, mm -hmm. and then return it. So pretty much same thing as Microsoft is apparently doing now. Microsoft right. says that this kit is an affordable Windows on, Windows on ARM-based PC that is specifically designed for developers. The kit will be available for purchase at the Microsoft Store this summer as part of the partnership between Microsoft and Qualcomm Technologies. Microsoft didn't share specific pricing or availability, but notes it will be cost-effective. Hmm. Similar to Apple's Developer Transition Kit, which was a special Mac Mini model for app developers with the M1 chip inside, the Snapdragon Developer Kit is a small desktop PC. The PC is a reference device based on the Qualcomm Snapdragon 7C compute platform. Microsoft hopes it can lower the barrier for developers to port their Windows app to support ARM64 natively. Mm. So it even looks like a Mac Mini. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Typically, developers who want to code for a Windows 10 on ARM will have to will need to purchase a Snapdragon powered PC like Surface Pro X, uh, Lenovo Flex 5G, Samsung Galaxy Book S. You now these these devices are quite costly, and the developer kit lowers the end price for parties interested in porting apps. Many developers have been slow to tweak their apps for the Windows 10 on ARM platform. This has been the main reason why Snapdragon powered PCs have long suffered from app compatibility issues and one of the main things Apple nailed with its transitions to Apple Silicon. Need proof that Microsoft is finally getting serious about its transition to ARM? Well, Adobe has long been a holdout in bringing native per performance to their platform, but now it has announced that it will fully support the transition to ARM. Its Photoshop suite now is run natively on Windows 10 on ARM. Microsoft also made its own moves to beef up Windows 10 on ARM. It was testing 64-bit app emulation on devices like the Surface Pro X and has a program that aims to support Teams, Microsoft Edge browser, Visual Studio on ARM-based devices. Hmm. In related note, Qualcomm has announced the Snapdragon 7C Gen 2 compute platform. This upgraded entry-level chip for ARM devices promises enhanced camera, audio capabilities, integrated LTE connectivity, AI, L-acceleration, enterprise-grade security features, and up to 19 hours of battery life on devices. So, hopefully, I mean, this sounds very promising. Yeah, you know? I like the idea. This sounds, sounds really good to actually use a you know, a version of Windows on an M1 chip. It should prove interesting to see how, how good or bad that's going to work out there. Yeah, it's not just nice. that. Just like it might be a better experience for future ARM-based PCs. Right, right. You know, they run their you know 64-bit apps that they're having problems running. Yeah. You know, so it's like, but it, it just it's finally it takes it take took a lot of butt kicking to get get it moving 
for them to like, hey, can you well, focus on Windows 10 on our Microsoft? Well, I mean, it could also just be a matter of money too, of whether it was worth it or not. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can look at that. I mean, it just takes well. one or two companies like, hey, um, yeah, we decided to support this. So can you uh, kind of, you know, find yeah. a way to help us? So Yeah, right. You know? And uh, gre greaser palms while we're at it. Yeah, I, I know. I totally get it. Yeah, it, it, sometimes it does take just one, but if nobody else follows, and that becomes like a big loss of money for the person who stepped. But everyone's that, following now. Well, wait, well, thank God for that. You know, so I mean, obviously, there's obviously been a lot of community, I guess, to try to move that whole thing forward, and now it's finally stepping forward, especially yeah. now that Obi, Adobe has chosen to yeah. step in, I mean, step into the ring there. So that helped out. And you know, a lot of people use it, their Adobe Suite, so yeah. it'd be nice to be able to run it natively on an ARM-based computer. Yep. yep. So I mean, they're already. They're already doing that on the, the M1 Max. Right. You know, and yeah, I mean, look, if it took Microsoft to realize it, like, okay, maybe we can monetize this from the Apple side of things. Because look, I'm sure there are a lot of M1 Max users out there. They got a lot of one Windows too. I'm not, I'm not saying a lot, but that's, that's a chunk of money. They don't want to miss out. Right. Right. Well, every, every, anything in business is always a gamble. And, but it, if everybody's now moving towards this direction, then yeah, there's definitely going to be money to be made there. So no, there's not yeah. going to be a big loss of anything. So this will work out good, I guess. Neat. So, looking forward to it. So I will say probably now that, you know, they're kind of like taking this more seriously, I say maybe within one or two years, we could probably see a very well-polished Windows 10 on ARM. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. Oh, let me let me fix that. I'll say two to three years, two to four years, <laughs> two to four years. <laughs> one or two was too generous. Two to four. <laughs> okay, let's just say three and plus or minus one, and we're good. Yeah, there you go. All done. There, I got that yeah. covered. <laughs> yeah, that covers. So. Well, done. I don't know. No, so right, we'll, even we'll see. We'll just have to see. We'll just have yeah. to see. Very. So everything cool. changes. Yeah, absolutely. All, All right. right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is our show for today. Thank you for tuning in to the Tech That Doesn't Bite cast. Um, as always, I'm Jeff Worden, and with me, my good buddy, Simon C. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we are on YouTube, so by all means, find our channel, like and subscribe to us, hit the notification button so you know that we're going to be live. Uh, tune in to our respective Twitter and or Facebook accounts uh, so that you can actually see that, yes, we're going to go live and have a good time doing all that. Um, God, anything yeah. else I'm missing there, Simon? Don't forget, so if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to this channel, mm -hmm. like our video, leave a comment. If you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcast, thank you so much. You know, yep. we feel free to leave a, a little review if you like our right. our audio podcast. Um, and uh, it, if, know, we're yeah, if we're out of even, even bad reviews, if you know, hopefully not yeah. bad review, but well, know. we hope not to. But you know, sometimes there are it days happens. we probably yeah. there are probably days that we suck, and we want to know about that so we could do better. Um, if we are on, uh, if we are not on your favorite podcast platform, please do let us know so that we can, uh, you know, beat our way, bribe somebody, whatever it takes to get on there. We'll definitely do that for you. And uh, no, you're important to us, really. Absolutely. No. And uh, along with that, if you want to check out our past tips, uh, uh, tech tips, and tech news that we've done, go over to uh, techthatdoesabite.com. Uh, you can see all about us and uh, see all the good stuff that we've done, as well as our YouTube channel too. Absolutely. All right. Until next time, everybody. Have a good Take one. Care. Take care.